0: Hey guys, welcome back to Align by Design. It is Amy Elizabeth and we are bringing you Brit Brit, baby. We are diving into Britney Spears' chart today and going through her and, and really relaying it. If you have not seen her documentary yet, or the documentary about her on YouTube, Free Britney, it is mind-blowing to see what she went through, to witness what she went through, her, the unraveling of her. And we're gonna relate it all back to her chart But Britney Spears is such a huge part of my life. (laughs) We, Liz and I, are essentially 90s babies because we were born in the late 80s and we were raised in the 90s. So pop culture highly influenced us throughout the 90s and that was Britney Spears was a huge part of that. I remember watching, you know, when she would be on much music and she would come to Toronto and it was like, I was glued to the TV. I was like the time it started. I was there early, like making sure that I was going to watch everything. I couldn't miss any of it. And it was just, she took over the world and all of it just really pushed boundaries and stood for so much freedom, you know, women's freedom But really, when we see what was going on, there's just so much depth to it. And a lot of it makes sense in her chart too. So we're going to get into that. Oh my gosh, Britney Spears, I'm just bowing down because sending you so much love and just all of it. Love you. Love you, Brit. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Okay. So let's get into her chart. So Britney Spears, is a five, one. I'm also five, one. And so is Taylor Swift, a five, one. And we did a chart reading on Taylor Swift as well. So you can go back. There's a couple celebrities that we have, we have done on the podcast. So she's a five, one as well. Britney Spears, she's a manifesting generator. And what I'm going to talk about first is her being that five, one in the spotlight. So if you're a five one, if anyone else is a 5-1, first of all, tag us, let us know on Instagram Align by design HD and five ones have a lot of, um, essentially they, they can be seen as like that hero, but they can really carry a lot of it. A lot of pressure to need to show up a certain way to feel like they need to be seen in a certain way, especially if for her case, her audience, her fans are projecting and seeing her in a certain spotlight. She needs to show up like that. That five line just comes out so strong with, oh my gosh, I think that's how they see me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to show up like that. And obviously, with her career and having, you know, producers and and people all around her creating her image, creating who she is. This is a huge part of her identity of how she needed to show up no matter what. It didn't matter how she was feeling, right? She had to step onto that stage, step into the interview and say the right things, be that person and people will quote unquote love you. She also has an undefined heart, which all of this is relating so much. So I'm going to pull in this five one with some of her centers in her chart because her undefined centers, because it's going to make so much sense when it all comes together. So obviously the one line in Britney Spears, like you can really see, she has also, um, whether it's her, I feel like it is genuinely her, but she's just, she's just sweet, right? She, she is a quote unquote normal girl that lived a very abnormal life, but her soul really desires to be grounded and to feel safe and for people to love her and adore her and to be her friend. Really, that's what we see of Britney Spears. And that's what we saw so much in the documentary of how that was stripped of her. She had no privacy. She had no realness, right? She had nobody that she could really, really trust five ones need their allies. They need their people. They need their people. When the spotlight is off, when the doors are closed, they get to go be themselves and people love and accept them and are honoring all of those pieces of them. They understand who they are when they show up in that spotlight and they understand who they are behind closed doors and they love them. And Britney Spears was really rocked of that. She didn't have anyone that she could go to that were her quote unquote, true, true allies that loved and saw her for who she was and accepted all of those pieces. In fact, the moments that she did get vulnerable with those people, they would turn on her, or all of a sudden something would happen, or she would be forced into a situation that was actually dangerous for her. And she was unaware of that because she trusted them. And obviously, as we keep going into this, I'm getting fired up right now because (laughs) this is not right. Okay. So Obviously, this was really, really staged from a very early age, right? She grew up feeling very controlled and put on stages her entire life. Since the age of three, she was on stages. So she understood what it meant to show up and be that person and be the Britney Spears. And what she was missing was that safety behind the scenes. Even we saw her parents had a lot of... A lot of their own issues they weren't even stable in their own lives right so all of a sudden she was like this little tiny girl with nowhere to go and nobody to trust but she needed to put on those pants and she needed to show up and she needed to be that person not just for herself but for her entire family she was carrying a lot of pressure to be essentially the breadwinner in her entire family and make sure that all the problems were solved and fifth line is a problem solver, solve the problems, and people are gonna throw their problems on her, and that's essentially what got put on her at such an early age. So her one line is that perfectionist, is that like, I need to know all of the things, I need to be the best of the best. So she dove into all of it, right? What she was put into, she was obviously lit up by it, right, we can see that in her eyes, we can see that her passion is singing and dancing, and from that early age, she really did love it. So it's not like she was forced into something she didn't love to do, she loved it. But, and she had that manifesting generator sparkle to her, right? Her mom saw that in the, at a very young age. She was born to be a star. And so she was. And she loved it. But what she didn't love was the control aspect and needing to be the best of the best of the best. She really started to fall and, and essentially collapse. And we saw that as she got older and essentially developed um, times of freedom where she had that independence and all of a sudden she reverted back to really rebellious ways, right? I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to be disheveled. I'm going to show up, you know, and do something really quote unquote bad that people are going to be mad about. And I'm going to live my life and do it my way. All of a sudden she tried to take that power back, but the pendulum had swung so far to the other side that she, she was lost. She didn't know what that felt like. She just wanted to make people um, that were controlling her, those authorities angry, right? Like that, that essentially you, you could also feel that from her energy. She just didn't want to be controlled anymore. So the five one is, is something so big that just started essentially getting out of control and, and just going so far in the other way that didn't feel good or right really for her either. She didn't, she just didn't know what to do with it. So when we're looking at the her centers in her chart, what we can see is she has an undefined heart center and she has an undefined g center. So here we have a space of undefined willfulness and undefined um, worthiness essentially, right she's she's seeking her worthiness in other people and undefined g center, which is the identity. So all of a sudden we this all makes sense, right? All of these pieces are making us so much sense now. She, her worthiness was coming from the praise. Her worthiness was coming from how could, she could show up. How could she? How she could impact people? How people would praise her? What people would say about her? How people responded to her? The good comments, the good press, the records, the shows. Right? She was happy in those scenarios because people were giving it back to her. We love you, Brittany. You're amazing, Brittany. Da 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 da. But when that was taken away. Or flip to the other side, like Britney. All of the tabloids, right? Tabloids attacked Britney Spears. Paparazzi attacked Britney Spears. Interviewers, people were cruel. People were made her uncomfortable, and they essentially harassed her. They were harassing her. I saw this one interview, and I was just like, "Oh, your skin is just crawling." Like it was cringeworthy. How disrespectful people were to her in the press in interviews it was just horrible but that sense of worthiness was coming from i'm not going to say anything because i want to make sure that this interview goes well that they like me and they're only going to like me if i do what they want me to do right so the sense of worthiness was coming from other people praising her and her making them happy in a weird in a weird way, even when she looked completely uncomfortable. You could tell that there was so much control and she was just wanting to please from that undefined heart center, her self-worth, right? Like she was she was feeling worthy when she was doing quote unquote, the right thing. And again, we don't know exactly what was going on behind the scenes. So I'm sure there was a lot of moments where she did not feel worthy in those situations. You could tell, you could see it on her face but she pushed through anyways and did what she thought she was supposed to do so with the undefined g center what we have here is this this direction and this identity that is so lost right that is curated that somebody else is telling her who she is and how she's showing up and what music videos she's doing and what she's going to say and how she's going to respond all of that is coming from i don't know who i am We even hear it in her songs, not yet a girl, not yet a woman. And I mean, again, we don't know what's curated here. We don't know what her own expression is. We see the people that she's around. She's taking on their identities. We see her go into these toxic spaces. Her longtime um, personal assistant left because she was becoming this identity that wasn't healthy and good anymore. She was taking on the roles of identities of people around her that were the lowest frequency that they could be, and they were pulling her there. So when you have an undefined G-Center, it doesn't mean you become all of these people. What it means is that you're going to thrive when you're around people that do make you feel good, that you feel incredible around, that your identity becomes heightened around, right? Your self value, your highest version of yourself becomes expanded, becomes happier, becomes lighter. And we see her go in the opposite direction. All of the people that she's surrounding herself with, the people that she's choosing, again, she obviously looks like she's under the influence when she goes down this path, but she is identifying as them and she is taking that on whatever energy they're bringing in and she's becoming it. We also see a lot of codependency in Britney Spears too. And again, this is partially her conditioning, the way that she was raised in in a very codependent environment. And also a sense of freedom, a sense of identity linked with people. We see her relationship with Justin Timberlake. They even dress the same on the red carpet, right? Talk about identity. Talk about the, we we just see the codependency needs, getting married at an early age, having her kids very young. This sense of freedom was coming from somebody else in her world and her life, whether that be marriages, partners, boyfriends, um, friendships, or even her children of just that desire and that longing and that that wanting of somebody else to make her a certain way, to help her become a certain way. And again, I believe she was striving for, for good, but she was so surrounded by so much heaviness and darkness and toxicity that that's what she took in and became and just was lost. I don't know who I am, right? She didn't know who she was. So even still today we we clearly see that. We don't know what she's doing, who she's being. She's often wearing the same clothes and again, who knows what's going on back there, but like not not her. She's not herself. She doesn't know who I, who she is. She's so she's so lost there. So we also see she has an undefined solar plexus, she has an undefined crown, and she has an undefined root. So within these, she's taking in ideas of other people, she's taking in inspiration from other people. We oddly see this in her post now too. She's taking in emotions of other people and and likely has not had not been um provided any teachings or any learnings or any opportunities for her to learn how to filter through all of the emotions that she was constantly taking in obviously from a very young age and she just suppressed right we obviously see she suppressed her emotions she wasn't again either able to fully express those have opportunities for people to support her in getting the help that she needed or being able to have outlets that she that were safe for her that were healthy for her that actually had her best um, her best health in mind, it doesn't look like that was provided for her or was really given her, you know, she really had the option. I mean, even we see as she went to rehab and in rehab, things were leaked about her, right? So again, who is she safe around? Where is she going to be, be able as an undefined solar plexus? It's uncomfortable to talk about those really personal or emotional things as a five, one it's really an, uncomfortable to get personal with people that, you don't know if you can trust. And her going through all of these trust issues and not having people that she is safe around plus in a vulnerable state obviously under the influence of whatever, she she did not fulfill she she didn't even have a safe space there. So she was not able to communicate her feelings when it's really difficult as an undefined emotional center to fully express those. She She already had so much up against her. Like it's not a power center for her. So it's so much harder to break down. And then all of a sudden not having safe environments, being under the influence, not knowing if you could even trust the people that you were opening up to. She likely would have just built up so many walls, so many walls. So when we look at the center, she does have defined. She has a defined asha. She has a defined throat. She has a defined um, sacral, obviously, and she has a defined intuition, spleen. So we also, what's really interesting about Britney Spears is she does communicate a lot in the realms of her sacral and her intuition. So you can just sense something from her and I have a divine spleen. So maybe this is just me, but like you, you can sense that she, she has this really intuitive sense about her. She knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't. The problem has been is that she, has been suppressed in trusting those, in allowing those to lead her. She had no power over utilizing those. So I feel like she had a really strong sense of her inner self, her inner compass, her inner intuition, her inner voices of, I like this, I don't like this. Her spleen of this is good and healthy and safe for me versus knowing that it's not. But she wasn't provided the opportunities to let those lead, right? Everything was controlled for her. So knowing that it would be very interesting to see we would see a very different Britney Spears I believe if she had different management different I, I don't know the correct I mean her dad obviously if, if other people were supporting her in her upbringing and her business I believe we would see a very very Britney Spears than what we do see today and obviously that's the whole point of the documentary but okay so when we look at some aspects of her deeper chart, we see she has all left arrows, which is super interesting because with all left arrows, it's that very masculine, um, structured, um, way of living. And she has all of those area arrows going to the left of the masculine. So we can even see, she, she loves routine. She does really well with routine. She's able to take something, learn it and go do it such as dance, right? She's able to grasp these concepts, work them, and put them into kind of a systematical way for her practice and the output. So she does all of those things, which is really cool for us to see, even her shows in Vegas, like very grueling. She, We can tell that she thrived when she was busy, right? When she was on tour, when she had that structure, and the moments that she was out of that structure, she really fell and, and was, again, craving that freedom, likely, needed the break obviously needed the rest but went so far on the other scale of it the other side of it that she didn't know what to do without any structure so things would really fall apart and obviously she was just going back to old childhood like acting out as a child because she didn't have that experience in childhood Okay, so her spleen is so active, so active. So I'm just so intrigued to know more about Britney Spears in the sense of what she was really like by herself, without everyone else, without all of the influences around her, because she would be a very, very, very intuitive person and she'd be very tapped into what's good for her and what she wants and what isn't. And it would just be so interesting to see her work that and her to be able to communicate and make her decisions based off of some intuition and to see how, I mean, I'm a spleen, she's a sacral authority, but this spleen is so active in her that it would, it would just be so strong for her. It's just so interesting to be able to um, relate to the spleen being shut down and how unhappy you are, how how sick you do get when you're not able to activate it and use it, how um, kind of the sense of like, I don't want to say depression, but like just blah, right? You're definitely not thriving. You're definitely not happy. You're just like, ugh, don't want to do this. It's just painful to do all of it because you know it's not good for you. You know you don't want to do it. So to witness how sick she is right now, from my observation again, don't know this, but from my own observation is like, oh, she just has no sense of of being able to act on what she knows is right for her. So in her in her spleen, she has. Is so many fear gates as well. The only fear gates she doesn't have active are 28 and 44. So the fear of repeating itself, she does not have. She does have 48 to 16 as an entire channel here. So when we look at this, this is all about like this design of, of talent and being able to really master her art, which is so cool to see because again, we saw her start at such an early age. So essentially with this channel, it's like the ability to continue to practice and you get better and better and better and your confidence and your skills grow over time and it's essentially this mastery but you love to keep working at it and you love to get better and better and better and we know that about her she loved to get better and better and better again going back to even this five one here so it's also this this ability to know that she is in the right place at the right time this intuition is is built in with this ability to practice to fine-tune to master to perfect and through that, she impacts other people, right? She's able to put something out for other people to see, to feel. And when she is really in that zone, again, we see how hard she's worked in her career. She is excited. She is lit up. She is happy. She feels fulfilled. So that is, she only has, oh, she has three channels. So that is one of her channels. Her other channel is coming from her Ajna going down to her throat center. So this is 11 to 56, and this is the channel of curiosity. So here she loves being on a journey. So again, this is something that is super in line with what we see her to be. So she loves to be able to just like go experience life. We see her talk a lot about her, her love and desire of traveling, right? She loves to go discover new things. She loves to expand outside of her little box. She loves to be inspired and kind of tap into other other areas and other places and environments that activate that stimulation for her. And from here, she's able to really tap into the wisdom that she gains from these experiences, new skills that she picks up, new ideas, um, new lessons, and she's really able to tell these stories in a really inspiring and beautiful way. So, this is very perception based. So it would be interesting to see what her storytelling is in the documentary. We see a lot of storytelling throughout her journey. We just didn't realize it at the time. Um, but it's interesting to see how much she did storytell through that and how much of her perception of that. Or again, I don't know if that was controlled or not, but, uh, it seems to me that she did try to send a lot of messages through her music, through her videos, through what she would say. And it it would be very interesting to see the depths of what her stories really are, what she's able to pick up and share from. And her desire to, to access more life because that's so engraved in her. That's something that's natural and very consistent with her. She needs that, right? First of all, her sacral being an MG, some of her other gates of just like seeking inspiration. It's so important for her to activate that. So she also has a channel of power, which is coming from her spleen, which is going to her sacral as well. So this is all about uh, a lot of power in her. And this, this takes a lot of trust within herself to really activate this. This feels like it can be really selfish because we're tapping into um, your sacral and your intuition at the same time, right? So this is a lot of like, I know my inner knowing. So with this, the power comes from being able to react really quickly to having the answers and knowing what to do next. And it coming from this place of self-empowerment and life and happiness and joy. And again, we see this is stripped of her, right? She doesn't have the ability to tap into this. She doesn't have the freedom to access her own power, her own channel that is activated in power. She has no power in her intuition and her sacral to really do what she knows is absolute best for her, to do what she really wants to do. And from that, she's not able to really empower people the way that she desires to, to inspire them through, to really live a healthy and active and, and joyful life. She's not able to do that. So it's, it's just so sad to see the ability in her and her not being able to because of the control that she's under. Okay. So something else that I wanted to pull up that I thought was interesting about her is her gate nine, which is her son. And if you um, are aware, maybe you're not aware, our sun gate on our conscious side makes up a lot of our energy and what people are attracted to and what people pick up from us. So when we're aware of it, we're going to be able to tap into that even more and become more magnetic and really create that understanding in ourselves, and really trust ourselves so much more. So this is all about this gate of focus. So this is coming out of her sacral and this is all about the ability to maintain focus when she's lit up by something, she's really concentrated or she's focused. And we can see her again, if you watch this documentary, you can see her in interviews being so present and so there, and then we can see her fade out. We can see when she's not lit up, when she doesn't want to be there, when she's kind of zoned out, looks like maybe she be, she's under the influence of something, her choice, not her choice probably not, but you can see she's zoned out. She's not really there. She's not clear. She's not focused. And her energy is just like, mm. you don't feel that possessed from her that we know and love about her. Her magnetism is super low. When we see her in interviews um, early on, we can see, see that sparkle. We can see she's so present and she's so there and she's so focused. Even in her videos now, in her dance, it it seems like the only outlet that she really has. And she's so focused. She's so focused on dancing, and we can see this like desire for it, this perseverance, this um, this want. Right? She wants to be doing that. So her concentration is absolutely there. And even her details in that perfectionism way that she has, but she, she when she's not lit up by it, it's not going to work for her. So she needs to make sure that she's activated in, in the things that she's doing. And obviously this whole situation is not allowing that. So I just thought that was a, a really, we can see her magnetism rise and why she took off. And stardom the way that she did and why she was, you know, beloved by all of America because of of this natural magnetism that she held and her own focus to go, go, go as she was lit up by what she's doing. And the downfall of that, where she was like, she wanted nothing to do with it. She was angry. She was frustrated. She was tapped out of wanting even the desire to be famous anymore. She didn't want any of it anymore. So her focus uh, to to be a mom, even we can see her in one of the interviews too, her focus to be a mom, that's all she wanted to do and be. And that was even taken away from her, right? So so much of her want and, and again, desiring something and not being able to have it, but it's right there and it being taken away from you for a sacral that is like complete shutdown, complete frustration, complete overwhelm. Okay. So next one I wanted to share was the, her Mars. So in babes of HD, I described this as like a kind of like the little brother planet where it's like, if like fiery, right. If you don't know what to do with it, with that planet, you're going to throw it. And it's going to like explode and burn and, and be really crazy. So when we know what to do with it, we know how to work it, but it, it can really be that like burning ball of fire, if you will. So for her, it is gate six and it is all about the gate of friction, which is coming out of solar plexus. Hers is obviously undefined, but it's coming out there. So this is all about emotions and intimacy and the more intimate um, and desiring intimacy that we have, we essentially, we become more intimate with the more friction we have, right? So the hot friction, the good friction, we desire to go inward. We can also have a lot of friction, but it's creating kind of that fire outward where It could be anger. It could be big explosions. um, It could just be wanting distance from each other, kind of like just a lot of fire. So we're, we're seeing the moods. We're seeing the sensitivities and the feelings. And obviously she, again, wasn't able to manage the feelings and emotions that she had. And with this being her Mars, this actually this gate being active in her Mars, which is already a really fiery area. She, and, and just like her energy, her energy, essentially her dynamics of how she works within these emotions is emotional, right? It is a lot of fire. It's a lot of friction. And we can see in her downward spiral, how much that was activated, how much that was really ruling so much of how she was showing up, what she was doing, her anger towards paparazzi, right, rightfully so. But all of it was really taken in a very friction, fiery way and handled in a really fiery way from her because there was no support in supporting her emotions or how to manage and deal with that. So you guys, Britney Spears, I'm sending so much love to her, and we can see through her chart how so much of her story makes sense looking at her chart and looking at the potentiality of her alignment based on glimpses that we've seen and seeing how it makes sense how misaligned she feels and is right now because of her inability to actually access what she has active and work with it and how that's really taken away and controlled and all of a sudden she's living a life of shoulds that she doesn't want to be living. And when we can see how repressed she's been in her ability to grow and develop and step into her power and trust her power and activate her power, she's been um controlled not to, right. She's been controlled to be, to, to be a puppet. And she can't be that she doesn't want to be it. And it's this constant battle and this constant fight. Um, okay. So actually I just looked up her, her incarnation cross too. So she's the left angle cross of identification. So essentially what she's, what her cross here. So her incarnation cross is essentially her soul's mission in life, what she is here to do throughout her lifetime. And it's here to really, um, to it, it, she's unconsciously stepping into a lot of confusion and doubt, and identifying with things that are like exciting and that that stability in the foundation, and also a lot of doubt at the same time. So she's here. Her purpose in this lifetime is to become become really secure with knowing how to work the things that she has, the things that she's good at, her own skills and what she's um, excited to bring out into this world. However, she gets, um, she's gonna have to be managing and working with all of the doubts that come in. And obviously she's not in a place right now to be accessing and working with this because she's not clear. And I think she's just a really great example of the lack of clarity in who you are when you have so many layers of conditioning on top of you. Because at the end of the day, that's what her situation is right now. Layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of conditioning, of not knowing how she operates or how she works and not even having the opportunity to experiment with that. And I think that's the saddest thing about her story is that she's being held captive in how she's her own freedom. Right. And human design is all about freedom and taking away all of the limitations and living a limitless life. And we see this beautiful woman with so much talent and skill and ability to be beautiful version of herself, have layer upon layer upon layer of control and not kind of in jail. Like she's in jail in her soul. Like her soul is in jail right now. Her soul is in jail. But I think it's a really good metaphor for us to look at and see, you know, how we feel like that sometimes. And obviously not to the degree that Britney Spears is feeling or is living her reality right now, but that's what conditioning is. That's what it is. And we're just seeing a human adult form of that, but that is the invisibleness of what's on top of us. And when we don't let ourselves play or experiment with our design and learn what it feels like to feel good and to trust ourselves and to move in ways that are aligned and witness things line up because we're in alignment and work out and least resistance or how awful it does feel when you step into misaligned ways, right. To not be able to experiment and play with that. Like we have an opportunity to do that. So please do it for Britney Spears, like really step into your own alignment and your own self, because she can't and when we can see what happens to someone when when you're controlled and you can't and you have so many layers and layers and layers and obviously so many conditions on top of her that is suppressing her that is her soul is just gone when you look in her eyes there it's not there so oh you guys honestly this is a passion (laughs) um, I am sending so much love and so much healing and so much strength and to Britney Spears and to us as a collective to really, um, stand up and to, first of all, like really witness what did happen. And I think this is so sickening too. I, I'm, if you are still here, please listen to this point. I think it's so sick to see what society did to Britney Spears because there was everyone just thought it was okay. And everyone let it happen. We watched those interviews at that time and didn't blink an eye. We just accepted what was put in front of us because she did, right? She didn't put up a fuss. So nobody else put up a fuss. But if you watch those interviews again, it's disgusting. It is so disgusting and appalling to be treating a woman or any human the way that they treated her. So I think it's also a huge eye opener and lesson for us to be very discerning of what we see and what's presented to us. And again, speak up for what is not right. If that was you in that chair, how would you feel and to us for us to activate our own voices, to activate our own voice, to speak our truth, And to go out there no matter what, because her big fear was that everyone was going to turn on her. And guess what? The world turned on her anyways for not even speaking up and not even speaking her truth and not trying and just sitting there and taking it, right? Like that's not okay. So anyways, please activate um, your voice. Please advocate for others that maybe are not able to do so. Please reach out and ask people if they're okay, right? Like genuinely be a good person and reach out to somebody that you see and send them love and send them compassion and ask if you can help them ask if they need uh, uh, somebody to talk to right like really be that person for other people if you have the space capacity and ability to do so and if you are somebody in that in that situation something similar or any any sense please reach out to somebody else please there's so many sources and resources to be accessing online right now that you can be that are professionals that can help you. So I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending everybody so much love. Thank you for listening. Please give this a share. Please go watch the documentary. And again, Brittany, we love you. Align by design.